0: Hey, Lioness. Welcome to the Lioness Method podcast for female business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders who are passionate about growing their leadership skills, building amazing teams, and solving real-life problems with a growth mindset. I'm your host, Narissa Sue, Master Integrated Breakthrough Coach, and today we will be speaking with Vicky Higgins, she is a sponsorship and brand partnership expert. She's also the CEO of CXP Agency and the host of the Sponsorship Mastery podcast. Vicky negotiated the naming rights deal with the Toyota Arena and Toyota Arena in 2019, uh, and she also landed over $20 million in sponsorship deals since 2018. 2018 with brands like Coca-Cola, American Express, Citizens Bank, and more. And prior to starting up CXP sponsorship agency, she worked for a major NBA sports franchise, an international airline, and she was also an executive with a few of the most prestigious tourism destinations in the U.S. And now through her, her experience at CXP Agency and her sponsorship mastery podcast, she consults with brand ad agencies on sponsorship strategy and help sponsorship seekers discover how to attract corporate sponsorship to increase their income, accelerate their influence, and expand their impact. So so welcome,
1: uh, Vicki Higgins. Hi, Nerissa. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and such an honor to be on the Lioness podcast. I'm really excited about this.
0: Amazing. No, thank you so much. I know that we've been chatting on Clubhouse for a minute, And I always love all of the rooms that you host because you offer so much value to uh, everybody in the room and and you just have this very heart-centered way about you. And so I thought, oh my goodness, I'd love to talk to her on the show just to, uh, so you can share your wisdom. So Uh, I can't wait. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to this. Amazing. Well, I would love to just kind of get started um, in having you share a little bit
1: about who you serve and how you serve them. Absolutely. We are a sponsorship agency. CXP stands for Connection Partnerships, and we serve venues. I started the business serving venues and events that were over 50,000 people. And in the last, since the pandemic and in the last maybe six or eight months, we have started serving smaller events as well as influencers. And the trick to the influencers is not just the tic-tac dancers. You know, we are really, and and there is a place for them and that's important. Um, But we are really focused on influencers and content creators that are making a positive impact in the world. So if you are a content creator talking about Nutrition or mental wellness or Black Lives Matter and social justice, equality, diversity, and inclusion, or women's empowerment, or uh, any saving the oceans, saving the animals. If you have a mission and you are out there really talking to people and making an impact and creating a movement and being part of a movement, then those are the type of influencers and content creators that we love working with. So we have a lane for venues like sports venues and concert venues, events that are over 10,000 people now, and also content creators. And it's been such a great pleasure to start working with the content creators and partnering them with brands. Amazing, I love that. And I I know that you also talk
0: a lot about your amazing journey or transformation from, from corporate into entrepreneurship. So I know that that's another area that you have a lot of expertise. And I think we're going to talk. We're going to take a deep dive into a subject that I love today, um, which is really about playing small, right? And how we can kind of jump out there uh, as entrepreneurs, as creators, as business leaders, and and really shine. So I'd love to hear hear your thoughts on that.
1: Absolutely. Well, a little bit about my journey. I. I grew up in a small town in Indiana. Uh, So I'm a Midwest girl and uh, the first in my family to ever go and graduate college. And uh, I started my career with high hopes and dreams and had a few bumps along the way. But I started my career with the Indiana Pacers basketball team. That was awesome. I was married and everything was great. And then uh, I got my MBA and started uh, a new job with an airline and while I was with the airline, I ended up getting divorced. And then also 9-11 happened while I was working with the airline. And, you know, a lot of things changed in the world. I found a way to lean into how can we serve people during that time. And it really taught me a lot about the power of partnerships. We were able to use the partnerships that we had created. You know, I was... representative for the airline to handle the sports teams and a lot of different relationships that we had. And we were really able to lean in and serve people during that time. And I think that lesson has always stuck with me. Uh, As I transitioned and moved uh, across the country to California, I started working for LA Tourism, created the relationship with the Dine LA Restaurant Week and American Express that still stands today more than 10 years later, and uh, a number of other really cool initiatives. And I think that they that I found when I stepped away from my corporate job. I had reached the level of executive vice president and chief marketing officer for Newport Beach. I oversaw offices in London, Sydney, Beijing, and Shanghai. I was riding high in my career. I loved what I was doing. And I had this opportunity to start my own business. And uh, so initially I stepped out and, and, you know, started my own business, but I didn't really play as big as I, think I could have right in the beginning. And it took me a minute. It took me a little bit to gain my confidence and know what I had to offer was valuable. And you know that lesson going from corporate to my own business. uh, There was the imposter syndrome. There were how can I charge this or what should I charge (laughs) or you know like all of these things that were going through my mind. And you know I can from experience say you know if you are an entrepreneur or a content creator or somebody managing a venue or an event, uh, sometimes it isn't always easy to just step out and talk about what you really want to create and what you really want to do. I think I would almost say it's never easy to jump out
0: there, right? Right. and And the woman listening right now is like, oh no, it's not easy, right? So I think this resonates with everybody. I'm feeling you.
1: Well, and I think it's really interesting because I was able to work a lot on my own personal self. I'm a huge fan of meditation and personal development, and I've been through a lot of programs, and uh, I did a lot of work on myself to kind of meet you know, meet myself where I, where I was and be gentle with myself in that, and then also really finding what is it that I don't want to do, and how can I hire that out? And what is it that I love to do? Where is my genius? And how can I spend more time on that? Uh, because I think at the beginning of starting my agency, I was wearing all the hats and doing all the things that I was burning myself out. And so when I really stepped away and found that there are certain pieces of this that probably someone else is much better at, <laughs> and, uh, I should probably just hire them to do it. When I really, when I really let go of control and said, Hey, there are people that can do this better than me. And I'm all I, Ooh, you that. just said the scary
0: words, like, let go yeah. of control. <laughs>
1: right? It is not an easy <laughs> task. Oh my gosh. But that enabled me to really stay in my genius. And it also enabled me to also have a life. I think that's something incredibly important. It's very important to me to have my business and also serve the clients that I serve very well and have a personal life and have. Love and adventure and travel and fun and really get to enjoy and, and experience this life. It's why I started my business, you know, to have a little bit more of an opportunity. I, know. I was you know. like, "Ooh, have a personal life."
0: like it like, "Is that possible with entrepreneurship?" <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Good.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So I think that, you know, my journey is similar to a lot of people. You leave a corporate job, you start your own business and you're like, ah, what am I doing? Uh, But thankfully I've had a lot of wonderful mentors and I've invested in myself. I've invested in programs. I've, I've been really coachable and really teachable and had amazing people that have helped guide me to create success in my business. And it wasn't always easy or the straight path, uh, but it was definitely been a windy road, but it's really, really Really, uh such a blessing and I have so much excitement for where the company is going now too. It's really fun.
0: That's so exciting and what an amazing journey. Like you you literally just took us on a whirlwind right now. So I want to I want to go back just a little bit because I sure. know that um that the women that are listening are, are really interested in maybe hearing about some of the challenges that you had. Like what was the the deep dive for you that um that allowed you to jump out there and show up bigger? Like what was your what was that push for you where you just decided, all right, it's time?
1: Well, it's so funny. I love that you asked that question because I was in the corporate world, you know, working my executive vice president job and 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 I felt like I had a second life. I had this work life over here that was my day, day job and then i always had this side hustle like i always had this dream of being an entrepreneur i always had this idea that i was working on on the side almost all of my life and so when i finally had the opportunity someone said you know hey we want to hire you to fill this need or or you know take on this project i stepped back and just thought you know this is my one big leap. I have an opportunity here. So I went back to them and just negotiated my way through it and said, listen, I don't think that I want to be hired. I want to start a company and I want you to hire my agency. If I start my company and give you this contract, will you hire my agency? It's going to be a benefit for you because, you know, you don't have to pay insurance, (laughs) you know, all that. And I get the opportunity to like start my agency and have a client. And so they were like, yeah, that's totally fine. And so it really, it really pushed me to like get everything in order really quickly and to start my agency with one client. Now, I will tell you, one of the big challenges that I had when I started my agency is like, here I had one client that certainly wasn't going to pay all the bills of getting the business started and, you know, getting everything going. And I also needed to pay some people to help me. And so I'm like, okay, I can bring on other clients. So one of my biggest challenges in the beginning was I brought on like five other clients. And again, controller. (laughs) I was trying to do it all. And I was probably like 80 hours a week going, what the heck is going on? Like I could not keep up with what I needed to do for each of those clients. And so first I actually like, let go of a few clients. And then I got myself together and was like, you know, I just need to use that extra money to hire somebody else to help me with some of these pieces. And uh, that was a game changer for me because then I realized like, oh, I don't have to shoulder all of this. I can actually like scale myself and have other people doing pieces of this that I don't need to be doing. And that was a really big lesson because I think It was very early in my business and it was very scary to let go of some of the cash that was coming in. I was like super scarcity minded at that time and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to keep all of this. But when I really let go and let go of control, let go of some of the cash, then more came in, which was great because I was able to have somebody helping me and getting much more done than what I could have ever done on my own.
0: I love that you just said so many great things. But the the biggest thing that I heard was just being able to let go. And and sometimes I think there's a lot of us that are kind of Type A, right? I consider myself a recovering Type A personality, and it, and being able to let go and just trust, right? And when that trust happens, I think things start to really flow through every area of our lives. And I I just love that so much because in that I I mean you're what you're sharing is that you're just able to just grow so much more by just allowing
1: that. And I appreciate that. And I had been taking some programs and, and studying, you know, how to be a good entrepreneur. I wanted to serve my clients. Well, I wanted to be successful in my business and I had some guidance. I'm a, an avid reader. So I've read a number of books and I, you know, followed a lot of these methodologies and really put them into action. And I know a lot of times as an entrepreneur, especially as a female entrepreneur, we feel like we just have to do it all until we get to a certain point. And the thing for me, there was a shift uh, that I was like, oh, I need to do this in order to get to that certain point. Mm. And so in the teaching and in some of the mentorship I had, I was waiting and waiting and waiting for more money to come in so I could have everything paid off so I could pay these people. But really, it was me taking, you know, the pulling the 401k money going, all right, I'm just going to invest in these people because, I need to get this all this in place in order for more money to come in so it was a big shift for me to say hey i'm not gonna wait for things to happen i'm gonna make things happen and when i did that that's when more started flooding in than i could have imagined because Suddenly, I had a team. There were still contractors, independent contractors, but suddenly I had people working on other things, and it wasn't just me shouldering everything. I could focus on where my genius is, and really, you know, I even see that in our clients right now. Like, some of them are playing small, and I'm like, listen, you needed. A- step up your game and ask for more and you know <laughs> level up you know, have some opportunities here exactly so um, but I saw that in myself I think that's why I can see that with with other people too like oh once I get to this point then I'll hire somebody or once I get to this number then I'll you know hire somebody and I agree it's great to have goals but It's so powerful to have an executive assistant. It's so powerful to have a team handling social, so powerful to have people handling some content writing uh, or, you know, just product development, revenue streams, um, implementation of technical tools and, and all of that stuff. Like I can be techie enough to be dangerous, but. I should not be the one ever building a funnel. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. It is.
0: It's way harder than it looks, you guys. There's definitely some amazing funnel builders. Out
1: there. <laughs> Absolutely, just hire them. For yes.
0: sure. Well, I, there's so there's so much that you just shared. Um, I'm gonna have to go back because I definitely want to know what books uh, made the biggest difference for you. What are your favorite books that really? Well, made, I love. That were kind of life changing.
1: I love business books. Um, but also I think one of the life-changing books for me was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza.
0: Oh, Dr. Dispenza.
1: <laughs> if I'm if I'm here and I want to get here, I have to break the habit of being myself. The habits that I have here, I have to break all these habits in order for me to be a new person and evolved to this place. So that was a really powerful book of being able to let go of things and being able to break some of these old habits of the way I had done things. And evolve into a, a new person and uh, more of a CEO role of my own business, and and taking that very seriously. Uh, and also in my personal life, you know, breaking the habit of being myself here and growing into being here. And so I think it's something that we can always grow and evolve into. I also love Scale or Fa- Scale or Fail by um, Allison Maslin. Uh, She heads up the Pinnacle Group and uh, Scale or Fail is great because if you're the one doing it all and you're not able to scale, it's really difficult to grow your business. And so it's been a huge lesson for me to uh, be able to learn to scale my business and get people doing things that I had been doing so that we can serve more clients. Like that's my goal is to serve a, a number of clients. And uh, I can't do that all by myself. So Scaler Fail is a great one by Alison Maslin. Uh, the Go-Giver is a really great book as well. Uh, really coming from a servant perspective on uh, giving and being in that mind of service. I use that when I'm in my clubhouse rooms and I really try to give people real guidance and key tips and checklists and things that they need in order to get themselves to a place where they can work with corporate sponsors and be able to work with brand partners and be successful at it. So Giver is a really great one. Oh my gosh, I've read so many. Um, <laughs> She's start, like, I to go on. Start Those with one. Start like With Why is great. Start I'll With Why. Yeah. I mean, there are so many. I read all the time. So yeah, I'm, I always have a bookshelf full of full of great books. And I'm always being referred and recommended by uh, my friends as well and my mentors as well. I'm like, hey, here's the next book of the month. So,
0: I love that. I'm also an avid reader. I think it's just so fun. It gets addictive because you're like, oh, wow, a, a new strategy, an easier way to do things. It's amazing like how much fun. I used to read as a child a lot, and then I stopped for, for several years. And then over the last couple of years, I just started really getting into it again, which mm-hmm. um, for for our listener, I know that you're probably in the same boat because all the women I've talked to lately are like, you know, I've gotten
1: really back into
0: reading over the pandemic.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and I love business books, but I also love personal development books. I've read all of Joe Dispenza's books. I've read all of the Ruiz family. Um, Don Miguel Ruiz wrote the book The Four Agreements, The Mastery of Love, The Mastery of Self. His son, uh, Don uh, Miguel Jr., wrote the five five levels of attachment. Uh, The Wisdom of the Shamans was by Jose Ruiz, so I've read all of those. I've read Heather (laughs) Ashamara, um, Warrior Goddess Training, which is really cool. So, so many great personal development books as well. I believe there's something super powerful and always growing as a person and always evolving. Um, I think as I continue to grow as a woman, that always allows me to be a better leader and a better CEO of my company. Um, So yes, I read the business books and I love them, but I do try to balance it and also creating uh, opportunities for myself to grow as well. Amazing. I love that. Thank you.
0: Um, And I know that you you mentioned your uh, that you share where I've actually I've heard you in Clubhouse sharing your top tips for sponsorship and brand partnership. Um, Would you what top three tips do you have that you could share with our audience today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that I also want to point out in creating sponsors and brand partners for whatever you're doing. Um, You don't have to wait to have like a bazillion followers. You can do that as a smaller micro-influencer. A lot of the brands are really open to people that may just have a combined following of like 25,000 followers. That doesn't sound like a whole lot, you know, when you think of like the celebrities and the athletes and people we're used to seeing brand sponsor. But the thing that's happening right now And this will parlay into my three tips. But the thing that's happening right now is a lot of big brands across the US have committed money to uh, corporate social responsibility to do something good in our world. Uh, It's really the pillar of what my company is founded upon, connecting brands with communities for good. And these brands are hiring people that are diversity and inclusion officers or corporate social responsibility officers. Now, that is in addition to the marketing and advertising money that they're already spending. So my tips for you, if you are a content creator or someone out there trying to uh, do great things in the world around women's empowerment or uh, social justice or saving animals or oceans or uh Uh, LGBTQ movement or, you know, something good in the world, whatever it is that you're passionate about, mental health, nutrition, you know, all kinds of things, education, the list goes on and on. But if you're passionate about something, just know that there is certainly an opportunity that you could actually partner up with a brand. And the passion is where it's at. So Mm -hmm. you can you can offer them you know, advertising and marketing things, but you can also offer them the fact that your followers are really empowered and impassioned and engaged about this particular movement. So my top three tips would be number one, know what you have to offer. What are the ways that you connect and communicate with your audience? When you know what you have to offer, that's really, really powerful. Number two, Know who you are and also know who your audience is. It's so important in today's world that this relationship be authentic. So you wanna work with brands that you know, like, and trust and love their products or services. And you also want brands that are going to be aligned and bring value to your followers. Somebody that your your followers are going to be really excited about. Like, oh my gosh, you mm-hmm. have so-and-so where we love them and you can get your followers like a deal or something, you know, like you want something that's going to bring value. So that's tip number two is that authentic alignment. And then tip number three is be sure to work with like a sponsorship agency, like our agency, somebody that can really put all of these pieces in place in a way that the brand is used to seeing it i used to do deals you know in the nba and and i also used to review thousands of deals when i was at the airline and i'm used to seeing a a really well polished put together presentation who you are, what you do, what your mission is, a lot of metrics about your audience, a lot of metrics about how you can promote my brand and why you want to promote my brand. And so uh, a sponsorship agency is really great about getting all that together. One of the biggest mistakes I see content creators making is uh, they just reach blindly out to a brand or they get contacted by like, Uh, a drink company or an athletic wear company or something and uh, they just take some free stuff or they promote something on Instagram once or twice and they don't really have a strategy. So what a sponsorship agency will do is a sponsorship agency will, will give you a strategy so that you're now the one in control of not only connecting and communicating with the brands, but you're also showing the brand that You have a plan, you have a strategy, you know what the brand is about, you know why the brand is important to your audience and it creates a lot more credibility. Um, So again, just to recap that. Number one, know what you have to offer. Number two, authentic alignment. And number three, really work with an agency. A lot of content creators go out on their own and just try and connect with the brand and really if you're dealing with a brand like Mastercard or Coca-Cola like you get one shot and a lot of content creators ruin that one shot by just doing one little thing on Clubhouse or one little thing you know on Instagram and then there's not really a return on investment for the brand and the brand doesn't want to do it again cuz the content creator isn't very organized so that's where we come in. We have account managers. We manage a lot of those pieces, and um, those would be three big tips that I think are super important. And one mistake not to make.
0: <laughs> no, don't, those are all so one shot. helpful.
1: Yeah, don't <laughs> one shot. make sure you're don't prepared. Your yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and I know you you mentioned like content creators with like twenty five thousand followers, but what about people that are just starting out with maybe like a thousand followers, two thousand yeah. followers, maybe five thousand?
1: Yeah, the one thing to know when you're just starting out is you can, of course, work with brands. Anything is possible, but think about the brands that you use. You might start small with like your local bank or uh, a, a like a software that you use and that you're passionate about. It's always great to begin with. Um, people and brands that you're already using. What are the brands that you're using on a day-to-day basis? Uh, What are the brands or the business services that are bringing value to you as an entrepreneur? And so you can start with some of those smaller relationships and it gets you used to working with a brand partner and understanding what their deliverables are. And then it also helps you have some brand recognition. So when you are ready to kind of grow to that 10, 20, 30,000 number of followers, that you can approach a bigger brand and that bigger brand is going to be, a, 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 see you as a little bit more credible because you've worked with some other smaller companies. So on in those deals, I still recommend same tips, know what you have to offer, really authentic alignment is so important. And then be sure you have a strategy to work with, even those smaller brands or those local brands. And, uh, and also know that like a lot of brands have community relations. So even though many of us are online and we're everywhere, it's great to talk about where you're located. It's great to talk about like what you're doing in your community and actually live in your community and do things because you can go to your local target store or your local bank branch, and they always have money for community relations. So if you're doing a a small event in your town and you're inviting women entrepreneurs to come to that event, there's a great opportunity that you could do a brand partnership and have some community relations funding coming from some of those local businesses. It's a great way to start. And the biggest the biggest thing that you want to do is just be really focused on staying on point with your message and continuing to grow your followers. The larger brands are going to look for probably like micro influencers at about 25,000 and above followers, but you can certainly get all kinds of brand partnerships when you're not at that level, if you're at a thousand or 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000. And you can do it in a way that really brings value to, the, to yourself and also brings value to your audience and helps you sort of learn the, learn the ways to work with brand partners. And it helps you grow your audience. So you're continuing to grow and uh, get yourself in a position to to um, grow your numbers so you can work with those bigger brands. That's amazing advice right there. So I
0: hope everybody is writing that down. <laughs> if not, oh, we one can- more? Yes. One
1: more one more thought on that. Um I talked with my contact at MasterCard recently and he was saying, I said, when you're looking for a micro influencer, what are you looking for? And um one of the things that he says is, you know, he's going to look for consistency across all your channels. So you might have a really strong following on Instagram and you might be super present on Instagram, but whenever you're going to work with a brand partner, a brand like a MasterCard or a Coke or a a visa or something like that, they're going to do a deep dive in everywhere you show up. So Mm. he's looking at how consistent are you? How engaged is your audience? How on point is your messaging? Are you consistently talking about your message, maybe of women's empowerment? Or are you like showing your lasagna from the other night and then (laughs) showing the zoo and then showing all these other things? And then sometimes you're talking about women's empowerment. So they're going to look for your consistency. So for uh, those entrepreneurs that are growing their business, I would say just be really consistent across all your channels. And be really on point with their messaging. It's great to have a life. I have one too. Um, and it's <laughs> fine to show that, um, but just be sure that probably like eighty percent of your posts are really on message with what you're wanting, like the movement that you're about or what you're what you're wanting to talk about. And then just only like ten to twenty be ten to twenty percent be other things uh, like promoting other people that are that are powerful in that space or like some of your personal style or your personal life. I think it is important for people to see the personal side of you, but just not all the time. So um, and it really is very dependent upon like what you're talking about, of course. But brands are going to often look at how can how is this particular influencer going to be a good representation of our brand? So they're going to look for consistency. So that's a great thing for anybody that's just growing their audience to do. I love that. And,
0: I, and that's so important because I think a lot of us don't really even think about that and uh, having the consistency because maybe we only focus on Instagram or Clubhouse or what have you. So that's good to remember that they will be looking at all of our channels.
1: They'll be looking at everything. So if you're not using a channel, just Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, delete it. Yeah, they're looking at all. So if you're gonna have them, just be consistent. It doesn't have to be daily, but just have consistency in however you show up.
0: I love that. Well, I wanna be really mindful of your time because I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, so I'm gonna ask you one more question uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up for today. Um, but what's been your biggest win recently? What are you excited about?
1: Well, one of my biggest.
0: I'm sure there's a lot of them. (laughs) There's
1: there are a lot. It's so I love my life. I love my job. I love my you know, work that I do. Uh, One of my biggest wins in my life was doing the naming rights deal of Toyota Arena. I had the great opportunity to find the naming sponsor for this venue in Ontario, California. And we announced that naming deal in uh, July of 2019, about six months before the pandemic. Uh, But it was so amazing. And that has just been a ripple effect of venues and clients and uh, great credibility for my company. It was a really, really huge win. I would say more recently, um, just the opportunity to work with influencers. This was not a planned lane of business for my agency. We were working solely with venues and events and really venues and events over 50,000 people. And so being in Clubhouse, reading The Go-Giver, looking at ways that I can serve people with the knowledge that I have, I just heard so many people talking about the great work that they're doing, uh, empowering other women, uh, creating, you know, more awareness around uh, inequalities in, in race and uh, doing things to support Black Lives Matter, doing things to support social injustice and create, you know, good things that are in our world, um, saving our oceans, saving our animals, um, f- connecting with communities, mental health. like people were talking about some big, big stuff and they were doing things about it. Like they're creating films and they're creating content and they have super engaged audience and they're out there doing something about it. And I love that. And I just felt like Wow, what an amazing opportunity if they could really work with a brand and not be out there raising the flag alone, saying, Hey, I'm doing this cool stuff. Um, but to really work with the brands and I mean, imagine what it would be like to get a six figure deal from a big brand like a MasterCard or a Coca-Cola. Like That's what can that do for you? Like what could that do for you? And then and I mean, this is where we come a circle all the way back to the beginning, like playing small. We had an example of an influencer that went through my academy. So I offer a masterclass. If you're not at 25,000 people, I offer an academy. And then we also offer agency services where we do things for you. Um, But you have to apply. So we had a person in the academy that was a pretty good influencer in the women's empowerment space. And she was thinking like, oh, maybe I could get like $3,000 or like four or five people at $3,000 so I could pay for my event. And I'm like... Wait, what? And I'm like, you are playing so small. I'm like, look at the reach you have. Every time you open your mouth, you're talking to 120,000 people. Like, that is so powerful. And you're on point with your message and you're on point with showing up every day and empowering people. Like, this is worth more. And so we were able to put together her asset inventory her presentation, show the types of packages that she could offer. And we're right now negotiating a deal that's over $100,000 for her. Whereas wow. she was thinking before, like, oh, maybe $3,000. You know, now it's like $100,000. And wow, imagine if you get one or two or three or five of them. Mm-hmm. Like, what an that impact that one person lives. is making. Yeah. yeah, that changes lives. And then imagine, you know, we really believe in the power of the partnership. So, hey, what can the brand do for you? So this brand could possibly get her on a global stage to speak to women. That's amazing. You know, That's that'll help so her accomplish her goal. So we really try and create that. So I just ask your listeners and viewers to think about, like, where are you playing small? And how can you really step up to recognize like what you have to offer, how engaged are the people that you're talking to? And when you have that opportunity to have a six-figure brand partner deal, what could that do for you? What would that change in your life? You know, it really it really creates so many more pathways. Are you hiring a team? Are you out um, reaching more people? Are you writing a book? Are you, uh, you know, anything? Are you spending more time with your family because now you can hire somebody? So there are a lot <laughs> of things that you can do, a lot of things that you can do.
0: I love that. No, and thank you so much for sharing so much of your wisdom today. I know that the woman listening is so excited. I'm excited. I'm like, I need to learn more about your academy. Um, which, where can they find that information? Where's the best place to contact you?
1: Uh, Anyone can go to Vicky with an I, V I C K I, VickyHiggins.com. So VickyHiggins.com. That's my website, and um, there's information on there about me, about my backgrounds, and then also about the services that we offer through the masterclass, the academy, which is like a done with you program. We'll do a group training with you, and uh, walk you hand by hand by hand or hand holding you through every step of the way, so you're prepared. And that's like a seven week program. And then we also have our agency services, which is where. we do everything for you and then we also can sell for certain clients that have been approved through our application process so it's been amazing it's been one of my greatest wins is just to be able to serve all these uh, content creators and people doing good things in the world amazing i love that well thank you again for coming to spend some time with us today and for
0: the to the lady who's listening to the lioness who's listening thank you for spending this time with us and and coming all the way to the end of our journey and I would like to personally invite you to join the Wednesday night virtual breathwork circle. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And you can find that in the show notes, but you can also go to www.breathewithris.com, And it is really a rich and juicy community of women that are looking for sisterhood, that are looking just for a weekly gathering that's online that you can enjoy from the safety of your own home to just decompress and to just let your hair down and just really relax in a deep and fun way. So I feel free to reach out to me about that. And until next time, we'll say thank you, Vicki, and thank you to the listener. Join us again.
1: Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. I appreciate it. I love the breathwork circle, so I'll check it out. Wonderful. Bye for now.